Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Spiro Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And also as well, the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, and of course, Lakerholics.com. It is sincerely appreciated. Late Night with the Lakers Fast Break Podcast is here, and who else is here but none other than myself, Gerald Glassford, along with Admiral Akbar himself, Jamie Sweet. He's here. We're talking the Lakers. I know he's he's ready to go out and talk some great basketball NBA. He's got Yoda right there for you. Watch out, Yoda, Yoda. Or Grandpa Grogu, as they might say on The Mandalorian. But, yeah, okay, I don't know if they're related 100%, but you never know. You never know. But I'll tell you what, it's going to be a nice little conversation that we're going to have. We're going to talk about a few uh, things coming up because the Lakers and Bucks are going to be playing here in about uh, 19 or hours or so-ish coming up here as the, they will go ahead and see if Milwaukee can recoup some of the losses from their Unfortunate outing against the Clippers, who actually lost tonight against Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, exactly. Fancy that. So how'd that happen? I'm not sure. But we will go ahead and talk about a little bit about that matchup. We're going to talk a little about Andre Drummond, Dennis Schroeder, who was actually in attendance earlier this evening playing Call of Duty with Anthony Davis when they both got a ring ring. From Mr. LeBron James earlier, talking, I guess, some stuff going on as he was rehabbing. So LeBron, we know, is working hard. Anthony Davis is probably working hard, but also working on his Call of Duty game as well. But we'll be talking about Dennis Schroeder and a possible four-year extension that he might have turned down coming up later in the episode. And then last but not least, we will be talking about some first-round draft pick possibilities for the Lakers. I saw quite a few of them on display tonight during the Gonzaga at USC game. And yes, I know my Trojans, unfortunately, you know, they met their untimely end, but it wasn't unexpected when you're going up against that Gonzaga freight train. So we'll go ahead and talk about that coming up here in a sec, but Jamie, great to have you on the program, my friend. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Oh, great. Great to have you here. You wanted to do another late night with the Lakers fast break, and I'm glad to have you here. You know, it's a great time. We could go ahead and roast Laker Tom maybe a couple times. No, no I'm just kidding you, Laker Tom. We can't. We can't. His his Bruins are still still alive and kicking. So uh, Yeah, that's true. That's true. They lucked his, out. They Yeah, they got the better end of the seed. They got the better end of the draw. They got the easier matchup. So uh, I mean, Michigan was looks like they had a pretty pretty big uh, rough and tumble team too. Whatever it is. This is why you got to play the games, uh, you know. Glad to see some some of these uh, young men getting getting some work in before they uh, try to break into the big time. 
Well, it's good to see the West Coast getting some love because the fact that the West Coast for so long in as far as college basketball concerned has been sort of ignored and it's constantly yeah. underrated when it comes to the tournament is concerned. So I know they're always ranked much lower for usual than expected. So I'm uh, glad to see that uh, the West Coast is being represented, although it is by UCLA, but definitely by Gonzaga. I'm, I'm happy to see Gonzaga go ahead and, and hopefully they will go ahead and finish it out. Hopefully they'll run the gambit, undefeated team. Yeah. I know it's the first time in a long time. Is it since that Indiana team in the 70s? Am I mistaken on that? Something like that. I mean, maybe there was a Duke team somewhere along the line that challenged for it as well, you know, because they were, they've always been, they've, they've had some good uh, guys come through that program as well. But uh, I, I, my, I'm not going to lie, my NCAA knowledge, specific, especially when it comes to the history of the NCAA, uh, okay. is, is not, it's not on par with, say, Sean's. Uh, okay. Sean, is, Sean is a man of great historical. Well, that, he is our. Our basketball historian here on the exactly. program. So we got to get him in here sometime and talk about it. But you know, it's three o'clock in the morning where he's at. So I was going to say we might have to. Yeah, we might have to do like an early morning Laker uh, cup of cup of Joe or something to get him involved. And yes, get, yes, <laughs> early and for then, us. And then with Laker Tom, Laker Tom is also out like a baby. So we wish yeah. uh, both of those guys sweet dreams. But it is for right. Lakers fast break. I do want to ask you though, it is the Lakers and the Bucks, and yeah. Again, I'm not expecting a whole lot. I, I know that the Bucks are going to come in there. They're going to be really angry that they lost and lost handily to the Clippers yeah. in their previous game. I'm not expecting a whole lot, especially the fact that they have to work in someone new in the center position as Andre Drummond. But what are your expectations for later today against the Bucks? I mean, I just hope we compete hard. Uh, I think any game, any talent of that level – competes hard uh, and, and competes to the level of their talent, you give yourself a chance to win. Uh, I will say that the effort we put in against Orlando uh, probably wouldn't get us a win against an opponent like Milwaukee. Uh, you know, so we're going to, we're going to need to bring our a game, which I don't know if we've seen this squad put forth an a game. So I suppose there's no time like the present uh, to, re to reveal whatever that could look like. Um, a lot of weird drama floating around the team with the contract uh, leaks and the trade proposal leaks, post-trade proposal, which I always think is funny. It's almost like it wasn't bad enough for the players that they had to think that they were going to get traded. Now they get to read about, uh, you know, all the go some of the goings-ons that people leak out. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, I, I don't I don't see us walking away with a win. I don't see it, – it's a trap game, obviously, for Milwaukee. So, if I, I don't think they're going to fall into the trap, though. I think that uh, they're really clicking right now. They're playing a lot better than they were uh, even just before. Like, they were starting to click before the All-Star break, but post-All-Star break, it feels like they really came out firing on all cylinders, and uh, I don't think that we're going to have enough power. I, I'm, I guess, most excited to see uh, Andre Drummond uh, take the floor as a Laker and see, see what that looks like. Um, I haven't watched tons and tons and tons of Andre Drummond. I obviously watched all the Laker games, seen it a few other times. Uh, you know, it's hard when you when you're on teams that don't make the playoffs. It's one of those things that kind of doesn't matter how good you are. Um, if if you're not showing showing up in the playoffs, you're not being you know you're not playing on the biggest brightest stage. So that's something I'm curious to see and and, and see how he fits and where the center minutes devolve from there. Uh, you know, I feel like he's used to averaging between 28 and 30 minutes per game. Uh, I don't know that he'll do that on this team, uh, especially in the playoffs. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting interesting debut, and more interesting is more of uh, LeBron and uh, AD get back. 
Yes, I'm going to see how that dynamic works. But what are your thoughts once they get back and they do have a different starting center to work with? I understand in crunch time of playoff games, it's probably not going to be Drummond in there in the mix because of the fact he's not a great free throw shooter. I think right. roughly about 59% as far as his, yeah. one of his high years, I think, is right now. Also, the fact that, of course, he is a little bit of a big lumbering center, so to speak. And I know he is. Uh, you know, foot speed can be challenged, obviously, on the defensive right. end. But when he comes into play, and obviously he's going to be having a little bit of rhythm going with the Lakers offense and whatnot by the time both get back. But what are you expecting when both get back and they see Andre Drummond on the floor with them? You know, I think you'll you'll see a lot of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Uh, and I think Andre Drummond will then become the uh, third or fourth option behind Dennis Schroeder. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's hard with all these guys who are angling for their big payday, right? Like Drummond didn't come here to sign for a vet minimum next next season. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, that's not, I don't believe his goal. So same with Schroeder. Like, Schroeder didn't come here to like, oh, you traded for Kyle. You traded me for Kyle Lowry, or you know what I mean. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how this team looks after the season. In terms of this season, I mean, it's it's LeBron James's team. It's yeah. it's Anthony Davis's team. Like the two of them make it work. Uh, and I kind of feel like until that time, it's like Schroeder and Kuzma and Harrell's team. So I think that uh, what I hope is that they they pair. Uh, that they use Kuzma as like an Anthony Davis, an Anthony Davis light so that we can at least like the guys who are healthy can work on something roughly approximating the spacing that the team will enjoy. And yeah. Kuzma replicates enough. I think, I mean, obviously he's no Anthony Davis, but he, you know, he can shoot from anywhere, you know, is, is rebounding at a better rate than he's shown in the past. So all of that I think is a good, uh, is a, if, if we stick with Kuz in the starting lineup at the four, uh, I mean, obviously, also nobody replaces LeBron James, so it doesn't. You know, the only other approximation on our team would maybe be THT is a guy who gets to the rim and makes plays for others off of that action. In a lot of ways, this is going to be just kind of like getting him acclimated to our defensive principles and the teammates that you know who are he might share the floor with sometime. But I mean, what's he going to get with James and Davis? Like, like three games, four games, maybe to, like all of them playing together at, like, at best, right? I could envision a world where LeBron James doesn't play again to the playoffs, yeah. um, depending on how that ankle sprain is, is responding to treatment. I could see a world where Anthony Davis doesn't play again until the playoffs, uh, depending on how like other teams fall in the seat. You know, the Clippers losing today does did us a Great, great big old favor uh, in terms of keeping pace of where we are in the Western Conference. Um, and that's sort of the weird thing about this year. It feels like any on any given night, any team can just uh, lay, lay a big old egg, even at home, uh, even in pressure games where you kind of expect the team to like come out a little more focused. Or a team like the Clippers, like you, you would think that this would be the time that they would find it within themselves to like start mowing opponents down, especially an opponent like a Orlando, yeah. to like get ahead of us in the standings and make it like, you know, like let's bury these guys who we're trying to like exist in this town with. But but no, <laughs> just go out and once again pull a great old Clipper moment. It's just it's just one of those funny things about the NBA. It's like, but uh, I you know I I think with in terms of Drummond, I I want to see him get comfortable, like uh, especially with, with Schroeder because I don't think Schroeder and Gasol have a terrible synergy. It was interesting to me to hear Frank how Frank talks about all three centers as being necessary. One of them is going to suffer in the playoffs, if not both. 
and it's all going to come down to defense. Yeah. Whichever of them ends up being the better defender, and that really could still in some ways be Gasol, which would be, you know, mind-boggling, especially for uh, especially for Andre Drummond's uh, contract pursuit. But uh, but I, I, I hope that he shows us his best defensive skills, you know, has active hands and, and disrupts some plays in the paint. And, uh, you know, the rebounding is, is legit. I don't think that's something you can kind of just manufacture on a team. Like people talk about, oh, you're on a team, you're going to get inflated stats. Like rebounding really isn't one of those stats that you can inflate. Like no. you can't just always box everybody out on all the free throw rebounds and get all the free throw rebounds and average the number. Like the, he, he battles on the glass. So yeah. that's 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 a legit skill set that he's going to bring and one that I think fits in with the identity of our team. So well, the, the offense, especially as you point out, the free throws are going to be uh, why he doesn't play in the fourth quarter, especially in the playoffs. We'll see. We'll see. I just want him to get comfortable. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. We'll see what happens and, and how soon that happens later this evening against the Bucks, Andre Drummond is going to start. He's going to be right there at the starting center position, and we'll see how Marcus Saul reacts to it, if he's going to get any time. And like you said, this new triumvirate of centers now we have which one's going to be the best fit going forward? Montrez Harrell, how much time after being so efficient for so many games? What's it going to be like for him going forward? I know he's got to be concerned. And like you said, they're playing for a contract in the case of Andre Drummond and also Montrez Harrell. And to an extent, Marcus Gasol as well, because he'll probably be either be bought out at some point in time. But like, in fact, the rumor has it he could be bought out this season. You never know. So we'll see what happens. And it all starts tonight, later this evening against the Milwaukee Bucks, but there's still a little bit more to talk about. And we just dropped a little word in on Dennis Schroeder. Now reports have it, and this is not from just one outlet. This is from several outlets out there that he turned down a four year, $84 million contract. Now we knew he was approached by the team. That's also was out there. You just didn't know the specifics of it. I want to hear your thoughts. I know we've been talking about 20 to 25 million for, what he would be asking for on the open marketplace. And I know Laker Tom toggles back and forth on, well, he wasn't a $25 million word today, or he wasn't $20 million, Gerald. So I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I know he's very aggressive. I know. And I agree with Tom that, you know, as much as I love his aggression and I love the fact that he can be, you know, somewhat, I think he's better on defense than a lot of people expect. I, I still and yeah. playmaking is still very hard for him because, you know, his assist to turnover ratio is not good. 
no. at least for a point guard or someone handles the, handles right. the ball a lot. And also the fact he, he's a poor three-point shooter. So I, I can't see – I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with Tom. You know, it, it's, it, sometimes it pains me to say it. I'm in agreement with Laker Tom and that I'm not sure if he's truly a $20 million player. 84 for four. I mean, and that's still a contract you can unload later on. Right. But still, I know that's not exactly for me. Uh, it, it's a hard deal. I, I, I really enjoyed Dennis Schroeder, but I don't know if paying four for 84 would have been worth it. I think that I don't, I won't be surprised. Like, I guess the biggest question is, is what were the true parameters of that four for 84, right? Like, was it incentive based? Was there partial guarantees? Was there player options that that was like team options attached? All sorts of things like that. Like, all of those details have yet to come out. So I'd be curious to see how that, regardless of like what minute details come out of all that, like, it's a lot of money to put down to walk away from. It's a hard day for the Laker front office because that means it's just another iron in the fire they have to tend to in the off season and in a season full of fires in the iron, you know, irons in the fire rather. So that's I think the biggest loss there is that oh now we got to also deal with the Dennis Schroeder situation. And I you know I as I he has to say you know when people say like, oh he says he wants to he wants to be a Laker well, I'm, that's of, of course he does like that's that that's where you know he is and that's what everybody put who's on a team that they're on says they're on unless they're like James Harden and you, you've come to the end of your tether and so on for the, but Dennis then Schroeder, you say you're MVP then you tell everybody you're then MVP. you tell everybody you're the MVP right 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 I left I left my old I'm the most valuable player wherever I go it doesn't matter. I hung out you know. at, stri- at strip clubs <laughs> right. etc., birthday I parties lo- yeah right. I loved through the first third of the season damn the MVP you guys but all right it's you know I I do like James Harden's game uh you know, everybody has these moments, I feel like, in their career. Like, LeBron didn't handle his change of scenery gra- I'm graciously. Voting, I'm going to hold not, it against him. I'm going to oh, hold yeah. it against him. No matter – he could be averaging right. 50 oh, no. points a game right now yeah. for the Brooklyn Nets. And, and, you know, if he didn't play those 10 games, yeah, uh, you know, or whatever, and didn't have the attitude and do the whole fiasco thing with right. what he did in Houston, Coming to Kane, I, would, I would easily put him the MVP right now. Easily right. ahead of Jokic or Dame or anyone else, but I can't. I can't a good conscience because of what happened. I would. I would put Dame or Jokic as my MVP right now because of they've they've played. I think in almost every single game Agreed. they put up they put up huge numbers in almost every single game. I they're think which one, whichever one goes up higher right now, whichever one is leading right. in the standing because they're actually tied. Yeah. They're actually I no, exactly. It's it's going to be like this yeah. the whole year. So, so I would say one right now, I would say has the advantage. I would before his injury though, I would have said Joel Embiid because yeah. he has just been dominant, and they're the best cool. team in the East, which means it, something. It was um, to me LeBron and and Embiid, but early, then LeBron yeah. did not take advantage of of AD being out. And, and then, then got hurt. And yeah, and, and B, so Embiid was in my – at the right. time he got hurt, Embiid was my yeah. MVP choice, but then he got hurt. And now it looks like he's going to be out, you know, by the time – let's say he even comes back tomorrow. I know he's close to coming back from what I hear. But even sure. if that's the case, he will have missed about 20 games at least. Right. And, and right. that's something I, I – Again, it goes back to the same thing as far as his the first year he he was eligible to play or first year he played. 
and he right. was hurt so much of that season. So much of the year, right? Yeah, you you can't make him rookie of the year. You can't make no. him MVP. It's just that it's just, it's, it's just too hard. What did he play his rookie year? Like 17, 20 games? It, it was a small, it's, small it's, it's similar to what we saw with Zion. I mean, no right. matter how well Zion did last year, right. you cannot right. take away the entire no. season effort from John Moran. No, just because you finished great doesn't mean a thing. Yeah. You didn't you didn't show consistency, which has to be a I, I would imagine has to be accounted into MVP voting, and you can't just do it uh when it suits you. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the world doesn't function very well when we do things that just when we when it suits us. So, but exactly. So right now, I would have it like a wash right now between Jokic and Dame, just like you're saying, as as far as based on their standing. So both are having an excellent season. So I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup and seeing how that MVP matchup continues going forward. But there's so much more to talk about right now when it concerns the Lakers and their first round draft pick. So before we go ahead and head on out, my friend, I want to go ahead into a deep discussion on what you think would be available around that time or what you think they might need to pick up. First of all, they have to keep the pick to at least, I think, the summer, correct, before yeah. they would, would be inclined to trade it. They have to at least to keep it. Yeah. They can't tr- do a draft night trade you know, no. for that pick. No. They have to go ahead and at least keep it till a certain date before that individual is traded, correct? I believe they have to. It has. It would have to be used in some sort of free agency fleecing type deal. Like yeah. once you've passed past the draft, then you've moved into the next. Like well, now you can do the, the the next one. So, yeah, I think we're gonna keep whoever we pick. I mean, it is the NBA. There's there could always be some sort of like. I mean, we're gonna do this right kind of deal. Yeah. But like you know, optics aside, uh, I would say definitely we're gonna keep who we pick. I, you know, I, I, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier, and, and you mentioned up a uh, Drew Time, who uh, who I love, uh, his last name. It's is it Timmy or is it Time? I think it's Drew Timmy. Uh, I think it's Drew Drew Tim's uh, Drew Tim. You know, Drew Timmy. I think it's. I think that's what his name is. I mean, he he should change it to Time, man. Come on. Well, he definitely was Drew somebody time. for me that was just. He's got that bravado. Uh, yeah. Yes, he was a little bit mechanical. But you know what? And he doesn't have all the speed in the world, but he's smooth. He, he's got an outside shot. Yeah. He, you know, he's very consistent. And you know what you're going to get with him? He's someone that, you know, I know he's projected right now to be a, maybe a late uh, late first round, early second round, right in that realm where right. he's, he's – you know where the Lakers that's, are at, so that's that's our that's our that's our area. Yeah, these that's days. our area. So he's someone right. definitely look at. I know Isaiah Mobley from USC, who is the other Mobley brother, who in the past two right. three games has really shown himself to be someone that's very capable of playing in the NBA. Six ten forward can handle the ball. I I don't know if you saw him in the last game, not the one against Gonzaga, but the, their previous game that got them into the Elite Eight where he handled the ball and got it from end and took it end to end uh, for the dunk and nobody wow. stopped him at all. And that was something that he you know, for the lip, excuse me. And he, you know, just seeing that mobility and the way he can handle the ball hit for a three pointer in the game today, 17 points against Gonzaga held himself. Well, defensively, I think there's still some issues. I would have concerns about him because I know Timmy uh, actually just, I want to say he played extremely well against him when they were matched up against each other. I, I want to say more, you know, it's just a point where he just could not handle whatever slick moves Timmy can handle at yet. And I don't think it was, it was a fact that he was being beat per se, 
I think it was the fact that it was experience. Uh, you know, obviously that, you know, he was only a sophomore as compared to Timmy, who I think is a senior, which I think is also accountability uh, needs to be factored in there. But I think also where he has his hands where, where, okay, he was easily, you know, people could go and shoot around his hands. See, you can have, you could be as tall as you want, right. but if you don't have your arms and your hands in the right place, that's where that shot blocking acumen comes in. His brother is much more effective uh, you know, as a as a shot blocker, which I think, uh, you know, obviously is one of the reasons why he's uh, going to break grade out much higher on top of this. But I think Isaiah Mobley, if you can work with him, I think he's someone that can also be there that could actually be a very good fit for what the Lakers are looking for. And then you have Edie, who is a nice little guard from USC, showed out pretty good for most of the tournament. And then you have, of course, you know, again, Timmy from Gonzaga, and you have Ayayi, the point guard for Gonzaga. You know, I know Jalen Suggs does everything and he's such a beautiful passer, but the guy who actually I think is serves as the quote-unquote combo guard for them is Ayayi. You know, I saw him today and quick hands. He loves yeah. to go on the break. I think he he's someone that has got a lot of quickness and speed to him, and I think he's also available right in that range as well. Based on the Lakers' need, they need to – I mean, I like the idea of drafting a center who you could, like, stash and sort of – if he's got that kind of shooting range now, you could easily envision him in the next three to five years developing, uh, you know, a semi-reliable three-point shot. He's not lumbering in the same mold that, say, like an Avicii Zubac was, who, uh, you know, f- fine serviceable center for the modern NBA, right? You know, not going to maybe destroy teams – once it, once a season, right? He'll have like a 15, 20 point game and like have a double, you know, average a double double for a couple of games or whatever. But you're not expecting much out of that. But he looks like he's got a much more polished game than that. A lot more range on onto his scoring potential. Yeah. Um, you know, it's they. I think actually they're both sophomores. It looks like so that I think you know the Lakers do tend to draft guys who have had more years in college than less. Um, which I'm I think is, a, I'm still mad the year that they could have had Mitchell Robinson. I know he I Mitchell know. Robinson. I'm sorry. He's, he's hurt right now with his foot injury, but still the year that they had Mitchell Robinson I available, I actually had targeted him in a draft mock draft. I did my final mock draft. I thought really that they were going to get him. All signs are pointing to him and they let him go in the second round. That was just I like, know. I know. scratching I know. my head forever. That's I think they got Mo Wagner in that. That was the year they got Mo Wagner. And you see where that went. Yeah, nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> like like many moves the Lakers made during those final years of Jim and Mitch. Yeah. Uh, they, nothing went anywhere. Everything went. Uh, no, bad. I think that was a magic. I think that was. Was a that magic? Magic's, yeah. Was was because Mo was Wagner Isaac the Bonga. same? Yeah, Mo Wagner and Isaac Bonga were the same. And the same in the same second round, but was that also the year we drafted Lonzo Ball then? Yes. Okay. I, I, that that makes sure. sense. No, was that in years long? I will go check, but uh, I think it's either ball, it's either ball or Ingram. So I, the only I, thing I know I, it has to be it have to be ball. Then, but I I know Bonga was in that trade because that was the yeah. year that Magic said he was going to be the next Magic Johnson, and, and we see there where that went. But uh, you know, hey, I, I just you know what? I saw his name on a stat sheet the other day. I was like, oh, you're still playing? Yeah, dude, he is go. still playing. I know he's in there for whatever defense Washington provides, even though they don't provide <laughs> any defense there, but. Right. It does not look promising for a long career for Isaac Bonga in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I just, I knew, I, I said it then. He was two years away from being two years away, like Fran Franchilla said about Bruno Caboclo and how that guy, 
has still found himself in the league for so many years. In fact, I think he was still on a roster at the beginning of this year was just incredible seemingly to me, but you know, it's still to, you know, with Isaac Bonga, I just don't think his, his offensive game materialized enough to where people are going to keep him on a roster going forward. I mean, there, there is a role for that type of guy. You see that David Nwaba is stuck in the league. A lot of it comes down to health. If you can yeah. be available, if you can, you know, stay ready and at least contribute, you know, a slight plus advantage on the defensive end, yeah. you could stick around the NBA longer than some people might expect. And you just kind of have to hope that one of those years you get some shots to fall or the work that you're putting in, like, translates to the court or whatever. Uh, but, I mean, even, like, Sasha Vujicic, right? Like, Sasha Vujicic was, like, the uh, high was supposed to be, like, uh, offense off the bench. And I feel like he made more of a mark uh, with his defense off the bench uh, than he ever did with his three. Not that he didn't make some shots or anything, but I always appreciated his defense more than his uh, – he was so pesky. I want to actually clarify that Lonzo Ball went the year before in 2017. Isaac okay. Bonga did go in 2018, the same year Mo Wagner went. And that Mo Wagner actually was at number 25, the Lakers' top pick. They also got the man I wanted them to keep, but they That's traded right. him away, and he's been traded away twice, was Svi Mahalik, who is now <laughs> actually playing on Oklahoma City, his third team now over to Oklahoma City, and he's playing for them right now, a team – and thank you so much, Jay Johnson, set up for the heart. We truly appreciate it. Glad to have you watching as always. It's the Lakers fast break, but I always wanted Svi to play with us. But then again, I always remember, I always want him to go ahead and show up Jay Billis because Jay Billis, when he was drafted, I remember those words to this day, short arms, short arms. That's all he kept saying. Do you know anything about short arms? Well, you I mean, know Julius Randle has short arms. Look what Julius Randle's doing. He's well, destroying the NBA. Arms. Those short arms scored 16 points the other day. And as long as he's filling up from three, he's going to stay in this league. Yep. And I, I get, I hope this is a guy I root for. These are the kind yeah. of guys I root for that you don't, they don't always get the chances out there, but it's, it's truly appreciated. Uh, Jay John said gave us another heart. We truly appreciate it. My friend hope everything is well with you out there. Thank you so much again for everybody watching us, but you know, my friend, I, again, it comes down to it. I know, what you're talking about when you say that when the Lakers will have a late draft choice, we don't know what that draft right. choice could be because right. it might not be actually a little bit higher up than what we're used to in the low twenties, possibly. Right, exactly. I could, yeah. could be a better talent per se. Yeah. I mean, but you're talking about maybe getting a, a older player with the Lakers sometimes do and pick an older player, big man, but drew Timmy. I mean, you saw him. what you think? I thought no. He looks. He's got. He's got. He's got an NBA ready game. He's got an NBA ready game. I. I just wonder. I mean, I will say this: if, if the only center we're going to have on our roster next season is Marc Gasol, it's not the worst thing to have a young guy who's got some skills, breathing down his neck a little bit, and maybe pushing the issue of who should start. You know, like. Well, if Marc Gasol is going to be our only center, then we're we're in for oh, trouble no. all over again. There's so, no way that's going to. We're going to, we always draft a big man in the second round, I feel like, unless there's like a Jordan Clarkson type, Alex Caruso type guy. Well, actually, Alex Caruso wasn't drafted with by us. We just signed him to our G League team. But, uh, but guys of that caliber, you know, like the fact that Jordan Clarkson has done so well in the league is another thing I'm stoked at because, uh, you know, I, I remember I was like Jordan Clarkson. You know, he came, the, the year he came in, like everything kind of blew up on him. And he always just was, you know, he reminded me of the year that when we had Sedale 3. I was like, I always felt a little bit bad for Sedale 3. Like he came in and then Magic retires, you know, the whole HIV thing. It's like, well, Sedale, you're the starting point guard now. <laughs> ah, oh, uh, okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 
great. <laughs> it's a rough, rough situation. <laughs> rough situation. Yeah, I remember. Don't, don't even remind me of this the day all three days, but we won't go there. But uh, was, those were some rough days indeed. Rough but days, Renz Bernalas, want to make sure we say hello to you. Thanks for giving us the shout out. And Jay John was asking about Dennis Schroeder turning down the offer. We talked about it earlier in the show, four years, $84 million reportedly. I, again, I want to ask you this, Jamie, just for Jay John and all, everybody who's catching up with us now on late night with the Lakers fast break. Do you think he would have been worth $21 million a year on average? I mean, I, I will say yes. I will say yes. I'm going to say slightly no. I I'm, hear in Lake, you. I'm in Laker Tom's camp. It's I'll, close, but I'm going to say no. I'll I love his aggressive. But can't, uh, I, I can't. No, I hear you. I mean, it's an overpay. It's definitely an overpay. Uh, I don't see that as necessarily being a bad thing, I guess. I mean, if you're telling me, do I see it as a great like bargain? Certainly not. It's a bad bargain. But I like it because it is building upon something. And I wonder, I mean, I feel like it would be, it, it's too bad that Schroeder and Davis didn't get time without LeBron this season because that's a pairing I would be interested to see how that works out. I feel like a lot of the issues Schroeder has is that he's kind of like the best player on a team of guys who are all role players and function very well when LeBron James is on the floor. Mm. But when you take LeBron James away from this team, it exposes so many of the issues this team has with the rest of the roster. Yeah. Uh, so the luxury that we have is that we do have LeBron James, who is still playing fantastic basketball, and it had not been for Solomon Hill rolling into his leg accidentally, then, you know, that would have all been, that would have all been probably, we'd be doing a lot better and we wouldn't be having this discussion right now. But I, I think that, uh, I, well, I guess what I guess what I'm wondering is like, what better option is going to be out there that we'll be able to afford uh, yeah. in the off season? I, I don't, I don't, see us being able to be in on like a Kyle Lowry sweepstakes, not unless we shed a, a ton of salary. I saw on, on Lakerholics.com, Tom posted a, an interesting uh, thing where he, I forget who he was going back and forth with on Twitter. He's but, going back and forth with somebody on Twitter. Oh, always, always. That's, 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 that's how he feels. This, that's how he wiles away the day. But, uh, but it, where they were talking about that somebody could, we could do what Boston did this year and, get a trade exception for Schroeder and that would be a way to uh, fill up or to, to free up salary space in a, in a, in an, uh, in an uh, unorthodox way. So, yeah, that was, that was mentioned, uh, I think on one of the podcasts I was listening to today where they talked about it, if, and it would have to deal with Dennis Schroeder. If, right. he, if he goes as right. a sign and trade, basically he's already committed to, let's say, okay, he turned down to four, four years, 84 million. But let's say, uh, let's give Toronto. Let's say Toronto comes sure. along and says, you know, we want to go ahead and sign you for four years, $90 million. Okay, right. we'll take that offer. He goes ahead and takes it. But, in, you know, sometimes these teams like to work out trades for maybe like a second-round draft pick or something like that because right. so it helps the cap. Sometimes it helps bird rights on occasion. In this case, it would just help because of cap purposes for whoever takes uh, you know, whoever, ta whoever takes Schroeder. But what it would do is also provide the Lakers with a salary salary exception and a trade exception, which is very important. We saw what happened with Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier is right now on the Boston Celtics shooting 0 for 10 simply because of the fact that it is a trade exception. I, I heard I had to get that in there. But yeah. the the $27 million well, trade exception well. that Gordon, Gordon Hayward 
you know, that that's what that's what happened. That's what that that trade exception came from. So right. I'd love to see at least if he's not going to stay with the team, which it kind of looks like it's leaning in that direction, that we can at least do something to salvage it and create that trade exception because without it, it's going to be very hard for the Lakers to go ahead and build a team that's going to compete for the championship going forward. Agreed. No, that's going to be. I mean, this is this is the issue, right? And I, I was just wondering. I was going to look up, but I wonder if if you're the team that has the player going out in a side and trade, does that mean that you are also hard capped, or is it only the t- team that re- that uh, absorbs the player into it in the side? Well, if trade? the Lakers are still at the cap, I mean, they could go over to sign Dennis. Right. That's, I mean, because they they can go right. over and th and tht and caruso yeah and, yeah and caruso anybody on the team that's not you know up for right. an extension that you can resign to bring on your team but right. but you will go if you'll you know you're st- you're excused to go over a hard cap but you'll still be paying taxes but let's say somebody else is available like norman powell who i was talking about the other wow. day before that yep. you cannot sign him to a free agent deal because no. of the fact that you're hard capped you have to free right. up all that space Right. So, you know, it's going to be something very interesting to see the kind of cap gymnastics that the Lakers are going to play. And if they don't retain Dennis Schroeder or an Alex Caruso or a THT, if they go ahead and say, you know what, there's too much for either one of those or all three. If we can do any kind of cap gymnastics like a sign and trade for something nominal so that we can go ahead and get those valuable trade exceptions going right. forward. Because I know Jeannie Buss, I mean, you heard her today talking smack to the Brooklyn Nets and totally. all that. I love that. I mean, she, she, she obviously sounds like someone who was willing to go over the cap for oh, yeah. the right reasons. So definitely that's something that to keep in mind right there. I would, I mean, a hundred percent. No, I have no doubt the Lakers are going to do everything they possibly can to maximize the window of the LeBron James, Anthony Davis pairing. Uh, that's one of the I guess I guess for Laker fans, and this is this is I I will always say this. Nobody knows when your fans or even a lot of the media, you're you're seeing a tiny micro, like a, just a tiny little glimpse into of what is actually going on. Yeah. And so, certainly people have sources, and certainly there's other ways, but specific, especially for fans, like you don't really know what's going on, and so it's very easy to say like, well, you know, the Lakers blew it by not including THT, but we don't really know that. Like, like we don't know like. How like what's there's a lot behind the scenes that we don't know, and so I, I I think that if there's there's a reason that we're keeping THD, and that's because there's not a lot of cost controlled talent on this team that is that we can go over the cap to retain, and we can go over the cap for all three of those guys, and I think we will. The bigger question I think in the offseason will be Harold, who we can't get anything for. Like he, he, he there's there's no if we really want to keep Montrez, then I think. We have to do something like that with Schroeder to to create the space that would probably be what well, Trez... We could still sign, uh, even if he says I'm going to be a free agent. I think we still can go sign him, right? Even if his, even if he I don't a think so. Player. I think I don't think even I don't think because of the way we signed him, we even get his early bird rights. I think well, that's true because he get he has the choice and option for his second year. He can just mm-hmm. he can just become a UFA. So you're right. Right. I, guess, I guess we don't have that choice. Same with I. Uh, I don't even know if Gasol has an option on his contract. He might. And no, he, I, I think he. He's he just signed a. Years. He's got a hard two years. So I, I'd be surprised if the Lakers bought him out before the season next year. I think he'll stay on. I think he'll stay on the roster. A for, just for insurance, like there's no guarantee that Andre Drummond is going to have the impact 
uh, that everybody's expecting him to. I wouldn't cry if we paid Dennis Schroeder $21 million, but I'm also of the opinion that a player of that caliber ought to have stepped up more in the absence of the two players on this team. I would have liked to have seen more from Schroeder with LeBron and Davis out uh, than I did or have uh, to this point. Uh, to make me feel like, well, well, at least this is a guy that could, you know, lead the team for a short while with when, when you know, one of the main guys or both of the main guys unexpectedly suffer an injury or, or whatever. Um, so uh, I, I'm also of the opinion that we should really focus on the now. So all of this are, a lot of these are questions for the summer, but, you know, it's just interesting. A lot of this news dropped today, so I guess that's sort of the the impetus for it all. But, you know, we got this game against the Bucks. We can win it. Uh, it's just going to take a lot of things to break right for us. Uh, and I think everybody's excited to see Andre Drummond uh, and see what that looks like because he hasn't played in a while. Uh, played a little bit on a bad Cavs team. So this, this should be exciting for him. I think this is maybe the best team he's ever been on yeah. in, the, in the NBA, right? So I think like, Detroit, in Detroit they made a they sniffed as an eight seat. Right there, yeah. That was with the, like the first Blake Griffin year, I think. Right. Yeah. So I think that's the best that he's done. So this is going to be when LeBron and AD are healthy, the best team he's ever been on. So yeah, I agree with you on that. It'd just be interesting to see how somebody who's kind of used to being, you know, first or second big dog responds to being third or fourth, you know, in uh, in the kennel line. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited. I have high hopes, but we'll see. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. And again, we will go ahead and be here after the game tonight, later tonight, because it's late night, but we will be after the game tonight talking to you right after the game between Milwaukee and the Lakers. Hopefully we'll be able to win for the Lakers. We'll wait and see. Jay John Cerceta also has money matters for Dennis Domenis. You know what? He's going to try and get paid. It's just the fact that how much are you willing to pay? And like Laker Tom, I'm leaning towards Laker Tom. I'm sorry, Jamie, but I am leaning towards the way Laker Tom is. I would probably say 21 million a year for someone who is only a 31% three-point shooter at best. Not a very high turnover to assist ratio is... That's the glorious, most glaring part for me. I, I don't mind the three-point shot if you can make plays like Roger, Rajon Rondo can, right? But he's not making plays like Rajon Rondo can, so that's that becomes the issue. It's like, well, if you're not shooting, filling it up from three in space on the floor, and you're not, you know, if you're turning the ball over seven times, uh, ten times a game to get those ten or eleven assists, I hear you. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that I won't be surprised if because of how our salary cap situation is if we do retain the services for uh, an exorbitant sum. Uh, and I will also with you never, ever begrudge players for making money when they can make money uh, as a professional athlete, yeah. too many athletes and other sports never get the opportunity that the NBA has uh, that NBA players have. 
NFL players, I feel like, are the most somehow the most well, underrepresented. Well, take a look at some of these kids right now playing in the the Final Four and in oh, the late in the Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen, and all that. I mean, these kids who are even the stars of their own team may right. not even sniff the NBA no. and might have right. to go travel overseas to find a way of life and a way of living. And right. you'll think to themselves that if they could have earned any kind of money for their name in college where they were the man on campus and right. you know you had boosters and, and fans from all over chanting your name and, and wearing your right. jersey and things of that nature, if you could have gotten any money from that, that would have been so much more helpful because it's a pittance, it's a limited amount. So No, no, no. Yeah. It, 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 I, I have always been a huge that's all I've always been a hugely disappointed in the insult in, in college sports in general, uh, men and women's. Like, I, I feel that they completely disregard the well being of the athlete and they hide behind this well, they're going to school for free or whatever. Like, you have to, it has to make you laugh to consider the millions of dollars that. ESPN makes off of college sports. The like the, the sponsorships that all of the all the all the money floating around the college game, and the the serfs who are uh, competing on the field of battle, uh, you know, have to go back to their to their dorm or their tent, uh, you know, as it were. And so I, I've always had a huge issue with with that in college sports. And if you get hurt in college, if you tear your Achilles in college. That's it. You're done. You're not going to get in the NBA. You're not going to. You, you will. Yeah. Now you really ought to have been excelling at your at your other classes on some on some field or another, because you are going to be that. You know. Maybe you'll be lucky and be like a sports announcer or like a color guy. You know, or an analyst. But like, you know, you hurt yourself in the college game, and this is especially true. I feel like for a lot of uh, college football players, that was your chance to make money, you know. And now, now they have high school you know, games on. You know, they're hyping the high school game. I'm like, can can not, can there not be a period where capitalist society doesn't seek to make money off the children? We've already outlawed them working in the mines. Perhaps we should out, also outlaw them being exploited for the purposes of television. Uh, I don't know. That's 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 something I've always had a big issue with. Well, it's about 450 players, I should say. If all 15, 30 teams had their 15-player man roster, it's going to be right, right. Plus the, not, and, and, so and the G League, but still, that's a and very the G League, and the G League, and the G League. Don't I, the G League is a, is a real thing, and they just yeah, opened NBA Africa just got started uh, this week too. Which but unless you're, we you're should, on, we should we should shout out to NBA Africa. But unless you are on a first round contract, you know those G League contracts are not exactly the highest thing in the world. No, unless you're no. part of G League Ignite, so but it's a shot. It's a shot, right? It's a it's a it's a, it's 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 better than you know team Yugoslavia yes. <laughs> or well, there's no more Yugoslavia but you know yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. Europe going playing Real Madrid right. things of right. that nature so ask, yeah. ask, ask LaMelo Ball how he felt about playing in uh in the frozen wastelands of the yeah. Euro League and then oh well Australia looks awful nice I yes. think I, I shall go there instead well you know we criticized it and and but uh, you know, Raphael did get to see him in person in Australia. You know, Raphael Barlow, a good friend, yeah. the great things that he does for his sites and all that. But I will ask this right now before we head on out. And that is the last question I have for you today. And that is something that has been mentioned across social media and also as well on podcasts earlier today with Brian Quindhorse from the Hoop Collective actually shouting it out there. And that is based on the comments made by LeBron praising 
uh, Steph Curry. I, was it during the the All Star <laughs> game? I think or some. He was just just throwing like you know flowers and just you know basically praising him right and left. And it's beyond just the normal praising for Steph Curry because Steph Curry always deserves pro- praise. He's coming back for he's got a tailbone injury that he's playing through right now for a mediocre team. So I give him all the credit in the world for that. But, you know, the way LeBron went at it, and I know Jay Johnson said I've made a comment on this, so that's why I'm touching upon it. And that is, you know, people are saying that LeBron's already started the hype train to go ahead and get him to the Lakers. I'm going to say let's uh, – I don't know about that. First of all, we got to see when Clay comes back, see how that right. works, that dynamic works again for Golden State. I think he wants to go ahead and stay there. I mean, I think he's going to be a warrior for life. Jay Johnson said that maybe it'll be more interesting if we can get Steph Curry next season. I don't think next season. I don't season, think we can get Susan next season. Like I said, with, with Clay Thompson expected to come back next season, they're going to try and give it a go together. I would have loved Clay Thompson to actually end up being here when he had the opportunity, but unfortunately that didn't materialize either. No, no. I mean, I, I, I think it's – I think that's a lot of LeBron being LeBron. I think that he is a great hype man for the NBA in general. Uh, he has great respect for – the NBA, at both as a, uh, a a school of the best basketball players uh, currently he's playing. He's in rehab, calling calling AD. Who's he's bored. On Call he's Duty. bored. But he's rehabbing with Jared Dudley. And you know what they're doing? You know what they're watching? The Clippers game and the Magic. Of course they are. Right. They're basketball junkies, man. They are yeah. basketball junkies. And so, I mean, that's just LeBron being LeBron, I want to say. And then I he's mean, watching just... the women's game the previous night. Oh well, listen, the one women's basketball is great. Women's basketball is great. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a huge LA Sparks fan. We can do an LA Sparks podcast any day of the week, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm all in. But um, look, I think that it's a, it's one of those lovely notions. Uh, Steph is not going to be a free agent, and the only way Steph would be coming here next year is if he asks out, and he's not going to ask out. Uh, he's under contract next year for 22 mil, I think. So. Uh, twenty something, and we now. don't have a contract large enough to go ahead and support. We <laughs> could we could sign and trade Schroeder for uh twenty two mil and uh, send him to uh, Golden State and trade. For well, that's half. Play. That's half. We'd have to work on the. Uh, it would take right. more than just him right. and right. KCP. Right. No, oh and... no, I know, I know, I know. It, it's not happening. It's not happening. He's an unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty two. You know. That's so far out. Like I can't even entertain the, the notion. But like it's also I feel like both the Lakers and LeBron sort of dominate the social media landscape, dominate the political, the you know the the, the sphere of, of of human attention on planet Earth in a lot of ways that other aspects of their sport do not. So like whenever LeBron does anything out of the out of the ordinary, like it's gonna like you know it's gonna be like a sonar thing. Having said that, that is how. LeBron works, right? Like that's how we got AD. (laughs) You know, so I think it would be great, but I I would be astounded. It would have to go really bad next year, I feel like. Like Clay would have to be like a train wreck on the court. Uh, you know, the young guys don't go anywhere. They're still at best a five hundred team, maybe a little below, maybe and and Steve Kerr would have to want to leave as well. I think you know the yeah. Although I, that's I not a guarantee. I could see, I could, I could see, you know, I could see, I could see, see, I could see Steph being like, I, this, this was not the path 
that I signed up for, right? Like he's willing to trot it so far, but he's got to be looking at, you know, when does father time catch up to him? You know, he's, he, it's not like his, he's, he's been an injury. 33 or is he 33 now? Something I like think that. he's just, he's, we'll call it, we'll call it early to mid thirties. Right. Okay. So for, for a guard, especially a guard, he's not the biggest guard. He's not the most athletic. Guard. He's still got some quickness. Uh, but, uh, you know, you wouldn't maybe mind being on a team with Anthony Davis and LeBron James at the twilight of your career for, uh, you know, for like Danny Green money in a couple of years, right? Like, uh, you know, 15 mil, you're like, all right, you know, I'll take Danny Green money like, and, and be a little bit better, hopefully, than Danny Green. Uh, so I, 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 I would be astounded if Steph Curry was a Laker at any point next season, uh, although I think that would be Laker Tom's whole world explode. I think he would be the happiest person of Laker Tom we'd ever seen in our lives. Oh, can you believe it? Could you even, oh, Steph shooting all those threes is just what the team needs. Doesn't matter how many we make. Just keep shooting them. Like, you know, say all the time, like, doesn't matter how many we make. We got to shoot them. Like, I, I can't wait oh, for man. the Photoshopped articles to come in on Lakerholics.com <laughs> with, with uh, Steph Curry superimposed in the Lakers jersey. I cannot wait for that to happen at Lakerholics.com. Exactly. Well, my friend, it's coming, it's, man. It's, coming. It's, coming. it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But my friend, <laughs> it's been great talking to you today on Late Night with the Lakers Fast Break. If you have any questions for us, Lakerholics.com, Lakerholics on Facebook, that awesome group is right there. Jay John is part of it, and he loves it. He's been throwing some great things there, and we cannot thank him enough for doing so. Of course, Lakers Fast Break on Facebook as well, the great page that we're talking to you now on. We truly appreciate it. If you want to go ahead and send your questions there, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, at Laker Tom, also as well, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Or if you want to get to Jamie directly, what's the best way to get a hold of you at? Lakerholics.com, man. Come check us out. Come hang out. We chat all day, off and on. And you know. I, I know Laker Tom wants people to comment, so come on down there and be part of the conversation today. So comment, comment, comment. That's all he wants is comments right there at Lakerholics.com. If you ever wanted to get, it, get into it with the basketball equivalent of an old man yelling at you from his lawn, Lakerholics.com is the way to go. I'm just kidding. Laker Tom, I love you. You're the best. Uh, I already told hey, I already used that <laughs> analogy when I called him Clint Eastwood at El Torino. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. What did you do that? That's brutal. That was that was like about a month or two month or two ago. Yeah, I, I guess it's better to be Clint Eastwood in the mule. Well, uh, that may have been too old. I mean that's yeah, that's 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 dating Tom a little bit too much. I know. I, know, I already I know. did that mistake once. I don't want to yeah. do that. No, no. He, he'll take umbrage. He'll take umbrage. Yes, he will indeed. He but will. again, I wanted to go ahead and make sure everybody knows that this is the Lakers Fast Break. We are part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Please check out all the awesome basketball shows there today at hoopheadspod.com. But, Jamie, it's going to be a great game tonight. I'm, I'm really feeling it. I'm hoping some good things. The debut of Andre Drummond in a Lakers jersey. Are you going to be uh, on the post game tonight? I'm going to try. Yeah, I don't see I'm, – I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I can't guarantee it right now. I don't, I'm not sure who's putting my daughter to bed. If it's me, I got I to gotta, I gotta rock it and get out of there fast. It's, it's the, if it's in the 7 or 7.30 game, it should be like easy 10 o'clock, 9.30, 10-ish. Yeah, it's when it's tennis is a little easier. I, I, sometimes I, well, anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll try to pop on late, even if it's even if it's late. So okay, because I want to hear your thoughts on that. Plus, you know, Laker Tom is going to be on. You know, he's going to be his usual Laker Tom self. And everybody out there that's checking us out right now, we're hopeful that you're going to get a chance to check us out after the game tonight. I know our post games recently have been 
big in numbers, and we cannot thank you enough for supporting us all over the world. Salama to those in the Philippines. Everybody, thank you in Jordan, Singapore, Canada, all over. Uh, I mean, uh, the Arab Emirates I got as far as from feedback is where, we're, where they're listening to our podcast. Remember, you can check out all of our audio podcasts today, wherever you get your podcasts. We're on all the time. They've got all of our listing of our 260 shows right there for you. Plus, I mean, it's just incredible if you want to go ahead and take a listen to all the great stuff we got there. But again, we truly appreciate it. I know there's several countries out there on lockdown, including the Philippines. And so our hearts go out to you. We hope everybody stays safe out there. We know coronavirus is still out there trying to wreak havoc upon the world. You know, actually, the numbers are rising again in the U.S. So please, everyone stay safe. We cannot thank you enough for listening. Exactly. Right, right there, you know. I mean, I, I'm still waiting for my second shot, so I know you got your two already. So I was going to ask you about that about post, yeah. but yeah, okay, good. good I got to wait. I got to wait until the sixth, uh, so we'll see what happens. So, kind of keeping my fingers crossed. But everybody out there, we are hopeful that you are safe. We thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you later tonight, right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>